All right, uh, day 3,122 of social distancing because of COVID-19. And it feels like we've been doing this a while. I don't know if you're like me, you're, you're starting to go a little bit crazy. But I want to encourage you this morning, church. I want to encourage you to hang in there. I want to remind you of who your God is this morning. From Psalm 116, which was in our reading plan today. But Psalm 116 is, again, a, a picture of the people of God calling on the Lord. And line by line, it is such a good reminder of who God is and who we are to God. I think that's that's the more important thing. That's the thing that we struggle with more. It's not knowing who God is as much as who we are to him, which tells us who God is. Uh, who is God to us and who are we to him? And this psalm reminds us that we are precious to him. And when we humble ourselves and we call on him, he is faithful to rescue us. Just listen to this psalm. Let's just go line by line through the first few verses. It says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him. As long as I live to just hear it. It says it twice there. He has heard me. He inclined his ear to me. When we call on God, he hears us. That's astonishing. Do you know how easy it is for me when my phone rings to ignore the call? It's really easy. I do it to telemarketers all day long. Sometimes I do it uh, just when I'm busy or I'm doing something else and someone calls me, I say, I'll call them back. And I just press call. God, God hears us. He answers the phone when it rings. His ear is inclined to us. And notice what that does in the psalmist. He says, guys, I love you. I love you. You're, you're, you are my ever present help. Therefore, I will call on you. God's listening. So I will call on him. Now, in Scripture, when we see this idea of calling on the Lord, it's more than just um, like, like don't picture the people of God just living for whatever they want to live for. And then when they get in trouble, they pick up the phone and they call God and God comes and rescues them. And then they just go back to whatever they were doing to call on the Lord. And it's spelled out later in this psalm to call on the Lord is to turn to God and say, God, you're my God. We're your people. We're giving our lives to you. Please rescue us. God, you are our only hope. You are our everything. Rescue us. And he says, when we do that, when we call on him, throw our hope on him, he hears us. Even in the deepest, darkest places, listen to verse three, the snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol, which is the grave, it laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, deliver my soul. This is the deepest, darkest time that the psalmist could picture. The snares of death, the pains of the grave, distress and anguish. No matter what we're going through, even in the darkest times when we call on the Lord, he hears us. In the middle of COVID-19, um, a lot of us have been introduced to, to dark times that we haven't been used to. Financial situations that uh, I've heard of people losing their jobs. I know more people I talk to, I hear of people that are afraid of losing their jobs. Just the financial landscape is changing, and not to mention all the sickness and death 
that is surrounding us. And not to mention all of the other things that we regularly go through, uh, relationship struggles and uh, and just regular diseases that we're suffering with. And of course, we've mentioned from the beginning, COVID-19 is just the latest thing uh, to come along. But when we're plunged into this deep, dark depths, uh, this, this is where the psalmist is. And he says, even there, when I call on you, you hear me. I just want you to hear this. No matter where you are this morning, no matter how deep and dark of a hole you are in, because of whatever circumstances, even if it's a result of your own sin, even if it's a result of the bad decisions that you've made, when you turn to the Lord and you call on him, he hears you. He hears you and he delivers you. Now, this doesn't mean that he's going to make all the sick people healthy in that moment. It doesn't mean that when you're financially struggling and you pray to God, he's going to drop a million dollars in the bank. But what it does mean is he's going to care for you. He's going to be with you. He's going to watch over you. He's going to guide you. He is going to be your God. And even if you know he doesn't give you everything you ask for, he's going to give you exactly what you need. And he's going to lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So even in the deepest, darkest valley, when we call on him, he answers us and he's with us. And this is based on his character in verse five. It says, gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. Those three things, gracious, righteous, and merciful. Righteous, I mean, gracious means his kindness, his good gifts that he pours out on us. And we don't deserve any one of them, but he just loves to give good gifts to his children. He's righteous, which means he's faithful to his word. He does what he says he's going to do. He has made his children promises and he doesn't go back on any one of them. He fulfills those promises. He has promised to bless his people, to bless the people of Abraham and through them to bless the nations. And now it says in Galatians chapter three that all the blessings of Abraham are ours in Jesus because Jesus became a curse for us and gave his life for us, all the blessings that were promised to Abraham are ours. And God is righteous to do what he said he's going to do. And God is merciful. We deserve so much punishment from God. We deserve separation from God. But God doesn't want to give us the pain that we deserve. He holds back. That's what mercy means. He holds back the punishment that we deserve. And then he's gracious. He gives us the things that we don't deserve. So based on his character, even in the middle of our deepest, darkest days, let's be a people that call out to him. He's listening. He is listening. This is who God is. And if you're listening to this and you don't know him, I want you to know he wants to know you. He sent his son, Jesus, to live the life you could not live, to die the death that you deserve, to be raised from the dead so that you could have eternal life in him, so that you could give your life to him. And today you can turn from whatever you're calling on. You're calling on something. You can turn from whatever you're giving your life to and you can turn to God. And because of what he's done in Jesus, he will become this God to you. He will be your father. He will care for you. He will walk with you. He will guide you. He will deliver you and give you abundant life even now, but then through eternity. It sounds too good to be true, but it is true. It is really true. So call on the Lord today. Let's call on him together. Father, we love you because you hear us. You listen to us. 
And even in our deepest and darkest moments, you're with us and you're leading us. God, help us to respond to your grace. Help us as your people to respond with all of our hearts. Not to, Lord, to call or or to give our lives to call to hope in things in this world. But God, let this moment of darkness be a time when we see how much we need you. And help us to call on you. God, I pray that you move your church right now more than ever to depend on you. God, I pray that you use this time to reach out to those that are lost, that don't know you, and to show them that you are the only solid rock and that they would put their lives in your hands. God, that they would turn from their sin and their rebellion against you and their unbelief and their hard hearts and that they would trust in your love for them and that they would give their lives to you all for the sake of your name. God, for your glory, not ours, show your graciousness now more than ever. In Jesus' name, amen.